Hello and welcome to the Crystal Martic Podcast. My name is Jude Jonathan. Today we are going to be considering the Redeemed Christian Church of God's Sunday School Manual under Lesson 11. And the topic for Lesson 11 is Temptation. Yeah, Temptation. Alright, so before we go into the topic, let us pray. Our Father and our God, we thank you and we give you glory. Thank you for every Sunday school class that we have been going through. Thank you, O God, for how you've been expanding your word to us through the help of your spirit. Lord, we return all praise to you in the name of Jesus. We are here again to learn of you, O God. We pray that by your spirit, you will help us to understand this topic and help us to understand the devices of the devil, O Lord, towards us in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for you give us power and always show us a way of escape out of our temptations in jesus mighty name we pray amen praise god hallelujah now we are considering again the redeemed christian church of god sunday school manual on the lesson 11 and the topic is temptation now bible passage is taken from the book of james chapter 1 verses 12 to 16 james chapter 1 verses 12 to 16 i will first read it in the king james version and then in the amplified bible so i read from the king james version blessed is the man that endureth temptation for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to them that love him. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempted he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Do not err, my beloved brethren. Now I'm going to read the same James chapter 1, verses 12 to 16 in the Amplified Bible, which says, Blessed, happy, spiritually prosperous, favored by God is the man who is steadfast under trial and perseveres when tempted. For when he has passed the test and has been approved, he will receive the victor's crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Let no man say... When he is tempted, I am being tempted by God. For temptation does not originate from God, but from our own flaws. For God cannot be tempted by what is, e- what is even evil, and he himself tempts no one. But each one is tempted when he is dragged away, enticed and baited to commit sin by his own worldly desire, his lust and passion. When, then when the illicit desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and when sin has run its course, it gives birth to death. Do not be misled, my beloved brothers and sisters. Now quickly, before we look at or take a review at the verse we just read, we'll just take our memory verse and then introduce today's topic, which is temptation. Now, memory verse is taken from the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. There had no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but with the temptation also make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it. Now we're going to take that memory verse together. Are you ready? Can we take it together? Want to go? First Corinthians chapter 10 verse 13. 
there had no temptation taken you but such as is common to man but God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it first Corinthians chapter 10 verse 13 praise God hallelujah now quickly let's just introduce the topic the lesson introduction says in the Bible the word temptation primarily denotes a trial in which man has a free choice of being either faithful or unfaithful to God for example Genesis chapter 22 verse 1 we saw that God told Abraham now it came to pass God tested Abraham and said to him Abraham and Abraham said here am I so in that place the action thing we're trying to pick out from Genesis 22 verse 1 was that God tasted Abraham God tried Abraham now secondarily it signifies talking about um, temptation it signifies allurement enticement or seduction to sin now talking about seduction it, it is a desire to engage in a short-term urge for enjoyment that threatens long-term goals now talking about seduction that's what seduction obviously is a short-term flame for enjoyment that threatens a long-term goal now temptation or temptation permit me is one of the most familiar experiences of a true child of God and no one can totally escape from it praise God one thing to understand is like temptation or our relationship is is, is uh, with God is that we are constantly students under the Holy Spirit and every student in an institution at some point or at any level be you first year or final year still get to pass through examination so that is how temptation is for we as children of God and no matter your level in the spiritual kingdom or in the kingdom of God no matter your level spiritually you still get to pass through them or temptation yeah so no one can totally escape temptation even our lord jesus christ was tempted in the book of matthew chapter 4 verse 1 where we saw that bible made us to understand that he was being led by the spirit to be tempted by the devil and also another make remarkable verse is hebrews chapter 4 verse 15 that says that we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with us with our weaknesses but was in and all points tempted as we are yet he was without sin now this is why the lord jesus taught us to include in our daily prayers the petition which says and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from all evil praise god hallelujah now quickly let's run back to james chapter 1 verses 12 to 16. in that place where we read one thing still stands out or some very very key things stands or stood all of them stood out themselves first of all there is blessing when we stand steadfast when we stand steadfast under trial or under temptation or under test when we persevere when we are being tempted there is a blessing not just any kind of blessing the amplified bible goes ahead to uh, to describe it as a spiritual 
blessing, a spiritual prosperity, a favor from God whenever we stand steadfast in the face of temptation. And when we have passed this test, now the reason, one, one other thing I, I found out was the reason for test is so that we can receive approval from God to receive something very tangible. One of the things that we receive whenever we overcome or where we stand steadfast when we have been tempted is the crown, the victor's crown of life. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, one other thing I saw, I understood from that verse where we read is that your ability to overcome temptation is a proof of your love for God. Because it is only when you love God that you will receive power. You have this motivation to overcome temptation or see whatever you are tempted to do as nothing. Praise God. And one thing we also I also learned from that Bible verse where we read is God does not tempt anyone. But whenever we are being tempted, we are being tempted from our own flaws. Now, one thing I, I also learned is that our flaws as human beings, as who we are, when we don't pay attention to them or don't take note of them, can come behind us as temptation or can be used against us as temptation. And these flaws is what you know, gets inflamed and becomes lost. And most times, passions and, and desires that, that, that drags us away through enticement or through baiting us. Praise the name of the Lord. So these things are what we saw. And one last thing that we saw also in that verse where we read is, in a, death, death is a product of our what? Of lost illicit desire death is a product of illicit desire of our lust because the bible made us to understand in verse 15 that when our lusts when we we conceive lust within us it bringeth forth sin now lust gives birth to sin and sin gives birth to death so we see death as a product of our own loss. So whenever we we want to give in to a lust, let's have this at the front of our mind that the end of it is never good. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now quickly, we are going to be considering two lesson outline for today's Sunday school. Praise God. I just hope that the Holy Spirit is blessing us through his word today and helping us understand one or two things about lust. Now, we're going to be considering two lessons outlined. The first one is the sources and reasons for temptation. And the second lesson outline is um, how do temptations arise? Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, what does or where does, you know, temptation come from because we're looking at the first lesson outline which is the sources and the reasons for temptation so where what is the source of temptation where does temptation comes from now god never tempts any man at all although although he may give permission to the devil to do so when he is certain that the end result would be to glorify his or his name or to his glory 
Praise God. So God never tempts anyone. But sometimes, although he might just give the devil the permission. For example, look at the book of Job chapter 1 verses 6 down to 14. That was That is a very remarkable example when the devil was roaming and God told him, hey, where are you coming from? And he said, you know, he's just coming from blah, blah, blah. And then God told him and said, have you seen my servant Job? Have you seen him? And the devil said, it's because you've surrounded him with good things and you've surrounded him with your goodness and that's why he is the way he is. And God said, all right, go ahead and, you know, shake him. Go ahead and and do what you will to him and see if he's going to, you know, shake. He won't shake. So that was God giving the devil permission to pass or run Job through a lot just to glorify his name. Because he was sure that Job will not disappoint him. Praise God. Remember, James chapter 1 verse 13 says, Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. But he can rather give permission and say, go and try to the devil. Praise the name of the Lord. The devil is the tempter. Praise the name of the Lord. Don't forget also, Jesus Christ, in the book of Matthew chapter 4 verse 1, was led by the Spirit of God to be tempted of the devil. Now, that's the source, that's, one of the source, that's, that's the source of our temptation. Now, you know, whenever God sends or whenever he gives permission to the devil, in, 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 in cases, he sets the boundaries as well. Just like he said in, in, in verse 12, he told the devil, you can do whatever you want to do, but don't touch his, his life, don't touch his soul. Now, what are the actual sources of temptation? Number one is the devil, which we just saw. We also, uh, another, just like I said, in the book of Matthew chapter 4, verse 1, we saw there again where the, the Bible said that our Lord Jesus Christ was, he was, he was taken, he was led by the Spirit of God to be tempted of the devil. So you see in the wilderness, you see that Satan is one of the sources of temptation. Praise God. Hallelujah. Another source of temptation is the flesh. The flesh is another strong source of temptation. You know, in the, that Bible verse where we read, in our Bible passage where we read, verse 14 of James chapter 1 says, but, at, but each of you, or each one is tempted when he's dragged away. He's enticed and baited to commit sin by his own worldly desire. And that's talking about your flesh, your own flesh lust and flesh passions. So you see the flesh, they're acting as a source of temptation. But the truth about the matter is, when does our flesh become our source of temptation? When we begin to mind the flesh more than we mind the spirit. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, what other source of temptation do we have? Evil associations. Evil associations. Now, Proverbs chapter 1 verse 10 is a perfect Bible verse that says, My son, if sinners entice you, do not consent. Besides, how can sinners entice you when you are... How can sinners entice you when you are not in their gathering? People will entice you when you are close to them. Now, an example that comes to mind is in the book of 2 Samuel, chapter 13, verses 1 to 19, the story of Jonadab and Amnon. Now, Amnon was the son of David, and he, the Bible didn't record him as a bad guy, so to say, 
but he had lost in him. He was lost in after his half-sister. And it took just one evil association to put a spark of flame upon that lust. And everything went haywire. Remember, where we read, you know, in the book of James, chapter 1, verses 12 down to 16, you remember when I said that if you are ever enticed by, by the lust of your heart, know ye that the end of it is always a death. Adnan lost his life because of that lust. And one of the source of his temptation was an evil association, which is Jonadab. So whenever we have evil people or bad people around us who influence us, remember the Bible says that evil company corrupts good manner. Praise God. And so we need to mind the kind of companies, the company we keep. Praise God. Another source of temptation is carnal Christians. <laughs> carnal Christians. Now, how can someone say carnal Christian? It looks like it's a paradox because someone that is carnal is mindful of the flesh. How can he be Christ like and still be carnal? Well, by status or by, you know, let's just say by status, there are people that are amongst us as Christians who know God very well, who have a revelation of God. Don't be biased about this. They have a revelation of God. They know the laws of Jesus Christ, but they have remain carnal. An example is Peter in the book of Matthew chapter 16 verses 22 to 23. Now, Matthew chapter 16 is a very remarkable verse in the Bible because some verses away in verse 16, this was a man that had the revelation, a rema of who Jesus Christ was among the 12 disciples. Jesus Christ came and told them that who do you think I am? A lot of them were saying you were Elijah, you were John the Baptist, come back, you were one of the prophets and so on and so forth. It took only one man, Simon Peter, to say that you are Christ, the Christ. And this was the same man that had a revelation of whom Christ is expressly. Praise the name of the Lord. And this is the same man. And when Jesus Christ have, have finished discussing and told them to keep it, you know, close to themselves that he is a Christ, and he was telling them things. He began to show them, the disciples, what he must go through in Jerusalem. And Peter took him aside. This same Peter who had a revelation, a revelation that, he, that Jesus Christ said this was not revealed to you by anything but by my father in heaven the same man that had revelation from heaven was the same man that took jesus christ inside and told him sir keep quiet far be it from you lord this will not happen to you and immediately jesus turned and looked at him and said get behind me satan Praise God. Now, this is a carnal Christian. Someone who took an immediate action in the flesh to hinder the salvation of the world, the birth of salvation in the world. Praise God. And the example is the same Peter in the book of Galatians, chapter 2, verse 11. Talking about carnal Christian. This was a man who had done a lot of miracles by his hand. He had priests, you know, and Thousands gave their life to Christ. Three thousand gave their life to Christ. And this same person was seen in a situation in the book of Galatians chapter 2, verses 11 to 14. He was found in a compromising situation, eating with people who were, who were less of understanding of the gospel. And he was living out of line, you know. In, 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 in consideration of the gospel of God, of Christ. And then when, when Paul showed up, 
he was trying to distance himself as though he was not rolling with these people. And Paul saw it, saw it. And the Bible made us to understand that Paul immediately raised his voice and screamed at him and told him, Hey, you are out of line. Praise the name of the Lord. So these are the kind of people we call the carnal Christians who know the things of God, who have had encounter with the things of God, who have enjoyed the privilege of revelations and miracles and signs and wonders. They are, I'm not talking about those Christians who just received Jesus Christ, know the basic things about the scripture and just stay in church and try to play good. I'm talking about people who know God, who does things that we have seen, we believed, still are still considered as carnal Christians. These are people that can lead us to sin. Now, why did Peter come as a study? Now, in that same Galatians chapter 2, verses 11, we saw that this same Peter, also known as Cephas, or regarded as Cephas in Galatians chapter 2, he even deceived the, the, the disciples that were there with um, the, the rest of the Jews that were there with Barnabas. He even swept them along in the chariot. They were lost. Praise God. They were deceived. They were deceived to do those things that were not convenient. Those things that were out of line with the gospel. And that source of, of temptation is the loss of the flesh. The loss of the flesh. Bible says in the book of 1 John chapter 2 verses 15 to 17 that we should not love the world. You know, we shouldn't love the world. We shouldn't fall in love with the world. We shouldn't love the things of the world. For all that is in this in this world is the loss of the flesh, the loss of the eyes, and the pride of life. And it is not of the Father, but it's of the world. Praise the name of the Lord. We shouldn't. The loss of the flesh, what do we esteem in this life? You know, whatever we esteem that is that is in this world is what the devil mostly used to tempt us. The devil will not use what we do not like or what we do not esteem to tempt us. It is those things that you have found a way to grow affinity to without even knowing. Those things you have fantasized at some point. That's why it is not important, it's not important for us as children of God to love the world. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, when can God allow temptation to come our way? When can God allow temptation to come our way now god can allow temptation to come our way when he wants to test our faith that's one whenever he wants to test our faith james chapter 1 verses 2 to 3 says brethren count it all joy when you fall into diverse trials knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience so whenever god wants to test our faith, the testing or the trial of our faith, the testing of our faith, whenever God wants to test our faith, that faith that we claim we have in him, whenever he wants to test our faith, that is when he allows temptation to come our way. Now, another reason why, when God will allow, when God will allow temptation to come our way is when he wants to test our obedience. Most times we just claim and we say we are obedient to God. And we and we make we just we just alter it uh, that God we are going to be obedient to you. One of the things that God will do when we have made our commitment to God by our declaration in obedience to Him is to pass us through this test for the approval of our obedience in Him. Genesis chapter 22, verse 1. We saw that place that God tasted the obedience of Abraham by asking him to go to Moriah and sacrifice his only son. That God gave him at the age of 90 something. Wow. 
And you know, when I was reading that verse, I found out something, that this man was obedient with fault. He rose up early in the morning to go and sacrifice his only son, which he was waiting for, for 90-something years of his life. Wow, at 99 years. That's when he received that son. And he was, wow, that's... And you know, that's, that's, that's an obedience with a fault. Now, I was trying to place, I was trying to analyze that, you know, and, and this analogy came to my heart to understand the, ex- well, I don't know if I should call it an excitement in obedience. You know, when a man secures a job, when someone has been jobless for a long time or even a short time, and he, he has grown frustrated of being jobless, and then all of a sudden uh, he receives a job offer, and then that job offer and it's weekend and the job offer says you are to resume on monday by 8 a.m such kind of fellow wakes up that monday at around maybe let's say 4 a.m because there is this you know excitement that yes i'm going to work he'll wake up more earlier than he normally does because he's excited that there is a new thing which is a job for him now that is the same way i was reading genesis chapter 22 verses 1 down Abraham got up early in the morning to go and sacrifice his son. What kind of obedience is that? So God, most times, wants to test our obedience. That's when he will allow temptation to come our way. Praise God. Hallelujah. So why does God permit temptation at all? Now, God permits temptation to know the depth of our love towards him. To know that how depth is this love we provide. We, 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 we claim that we, we profess or this love that we claim that we have to him or for him. That's when God permits temptation to come our way. When he wants to test that. Another reason is when he wants to test our sincerity, the sincerity of our testimony that we will obey him in all things and at all times. And most of when we sing it in our songs and when we lift up our hands to him, God wants to test it. That's, that's why he permits temptation to come our way. Now, another reason why God permits temptation to come our way is because it is easy to say that we love God and that he can do all things, you know. It is only at the time of severe trials or temptations that we can discover if we really mean what we say when we or, or, or not. Now, whenever we say we love God, whenever we lift up our hands in church or in our homes to praise God and to sing a song of declaration of love to Him and to tell it to Him that we love Him, it, that is not when we actually prove that we love God. It's in the face of severe trial, temptation that we really know that we love God. So this is why God permits temptation, praise God. God, hallelujah. Now, can a believer escape or overcome temptation? The answer is yes. According to a memory verse in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, he said that God will make a way of escape. Now, I would like to read that same 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13 in the Amplified Bible. He says, No temptation, regardless of its source, has overtaken or enticed you. That is no, that is not common to human experience, I beg your pardon, nor is that any temptation unusual or beyond human resistance, but God is faithful to his words. He is compassionate and trustworthy, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability to resist. But along with the temptation, he has in the past and is now and will always provide a way out as well. 
<laughs> you see that? He said, he has in the past and is now and will always provide a way out as well so that you will be able to endure it without yielding and will overcome temptation with joy. Praise God. Hallelujah. So yes, God can help a believer escape temptation. Now, God is faithful and will not allow us to be tempted beyond our abilities. And with the temptation, God will also make a way of escape for us to overcome. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, let's quickly go to lesson outline two. How do temptations arise? Now, let's discuss it. Now, what are the avenues for temptation? What are the avenues? Now, temptations can come through many avenues, you know, now, such as one poverty or prosperity is one avenue through which temptation can come the bible says in the book of proverbs chapter 30 verse 8 to 9 it says keep deception and lies far from me give me neither poverty nor riches feed me with the food that is my portion so that i will not be full and deny you and say who is the lord or that i will be poor and steal and profane the name of my God. Now, you see, poverty is a difficult thing as well as being prosperous or successful is also a difficult thing. Now, just like we read in that verse, uh, Solomon was saying, was praying to God and said, don't give me too much money that will make me become so rich and I feel that I don't need God again. And I begin to ask, who is the Lord? That's what he's trying to say in essence. And don't give me poverty to the extent that I desire good life and begin to put my hands into things that are wrong, stealing, you know, from where I'm not supposed, taking from where I'm not supposed to take and doing things I'm not supposed to do just to be able to be comfortable. So you see, poverty or prosperity or success can also be a source of temptation or can be an avenue of, of temptation as well. One of the avenues of temptation is discouragement. Most times when we are discouraged in life, we, we, we take decisions or we, we make statements that are offensive to God and uh, and, and against our, our true declaration of who we are in Christ. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, for example, in the book of 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 4, you know, um, Elijah's life was threatened and he flee from his life because the Queen Jezebel was threatening to behead him. And because of the frustration, the, the, the persecution was too much and he ran from his life. Then in verse 4, the Bible says, But he himself went a day's journey in the wilderness, and he came and sat under a juniper tree and requested for himself that he might die and said, It's enough. Now, O oh Lord, take my life, for I am not better than my father's. So whenever we are discouraged, most of we make some kind of statement that is self-centered and self-indulgent without thinking about our purpose here on earth, without thinking about others. Now, one of the temptations of one of the tem- one of te- the temptations that we fall is self-indulgence, and most times, self-indulgence is a product of discourage is is the reason why we are discouraged most times because when we always look out for ourselves, ourselves, the credit to ourselves, the blessings to ourselves, the uh, whatever to ourselves, it's easier for us to be discouraged. Praise God, Hallelujah. So it's very important that we also identify that discouragement could be a source on avenue. Of temptation. One of the avenues of temptation again is pride. And a case to consider is a case of Nebuchadnezzar's fall. In the book of Daniel, chapter 4, verse 30, the Bible made us to understand that this king spake and he stood and he spake and he said, Oh, is this is this not the great Babylon that has built for the house of my kingdom by the might of my power? 
and for the honor of my majesty. Praise God. Pride is a killer. I cannot overemphasize how dangerous pride is. Even, let's look at this. One of the temptations of of Jesus Christ in the book of Matthew chapter 4 was also of the pride of life. When he when the devil told him to cast himself cast himself from you know from from the mountain and the angels will grab him for people to see that he can put up a show and declare himself as the son of God. That's a pride. That's another way of showing pride. And the devil himself lost his place in heaven because of pride. Because he taught him to himself to be like the Elohim. Now pride is a killer. Most times we claim we do not have pride. But can I tell you this? When you stand on your little stool of pride to see, when you stand, when you when you stand on a little pool, uh, stool of observation to be able to highlight or see or observe another person's pride, please check if you that stool you are standing on to see is not a stool of pride. Praise God. If you're standing on the stool to observe or to analyze a person's pride, ensure that that stool you are standing on is not the stool of your own pride. Praise God. Most times, the, uh, our ability to see another man's pride is from our, 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 yeah, the ability to see another man's pride is a function of the pride that is, exists in us. Praise God. Hallelujah. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Now, another avenue of temptation is pleasure. Pleasure led Demas astray in the book of 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 10. Most of us in life, for pleasure, we can sell even our own bodies. For pleasure, we can sell our confidence. For pleasure, we can sell our conscience. For pleasure, we can sell whatever it is. You know, most times it is our hunger for pleasure that puts us in trouble. Something happened in in my country, and you know, a lot of things went wrong, and some stuffs were found, so to be called palliatives, in the country, and people ran in and begin to take from them. Now, if you want to look at it from a common man's view, people will say, "Yeah, that's right. It's the people's thing; they can carry it and go." But from a standpoint of righteousness. Even if it's the people's thing, but it has not been handed over to the people. Taking what is yours that was bought for you by your father, that has been kept for you, forcefully behind your father's back, makes you a thief, even though it is bought for you. So, it is from the pleasure of the people, where people desire these pleasures, that they run in and they grab these things, and it has led them astray. Praise God. Now, the next avenue for um, temptation is desire for power. An example is Simon. Simon by Jonas in, in the Bible, in the book of Acts chapter 8, verse 19. Simon the sorcerer, he brought a curse upon himself because of his desire for power. A lot of us in our country, we go to any length, any length to get power. And because of this hunger, when you hunger for power so much, you'll find yourself putting your hands into things that you're not supposed to put your hands into, doing things you're not supposed to do, bowing to things you're not supposed to bow. Praise the name of the Lord. And the end of it is not good. Because we saw in Simon's course in the book of 
Acts chapter 8 verse 19, that he was offering money, you know, he was offering money to buy the gift of the Holy Ghost. And Peter said unto him, that thy money will perish with thee. Praise the name of the Lord. And he got a curse. Another reason or another avenue of temptation is lost. Lost after women. Lost after men. It ruined the life of Solomon. It ruined and it caused the anger of God against David. Lost after women. Lost after men. A lot of us, for men, we cannot be comfortable or we cannot control our lust when we see a fair lady or a lady that has some structure or a lady that appears to have some, you know, some addendums to her and so on and so forth. It is a very dangerous thing if we don't have control over lust after women. For some, some, some women as well, when we see a guy who is, you know, bearded, you know, tall, muscular, we immediately fall for such kind of things. If there is nothing wrong in liking a handsome looking man or a beautiful looking lady, but when it has become an, how would I say, an enticement to you, when it, it has gotten to a level where you would do anything to be around that person, it becomes a problem. The Bible made us understand in the book of Nehemiah chapter 13 verse 26 that did not Solomon, the king of Israel, sin greatly against God regarding these things? Yet, among the many nations, there was no king like him. He was loved by his God and, he made, and God made him king over Israel. Nevertheless, foreign women cost even him to sin by turning him to other gods and so judged by God and he lost his kingdom. Whenever you are being tempted, you know, to lust after a woman or a man. Always have this at the front of your mind that it might that could be a contest to lose a kingdom. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, what are the news you know we have for temptation? The love of money and the greed of material possession. It ruined Achan and it led to the destruction of Gehazi and also of Judas Iscariot. The Bible made us to understand the book of First Timothy chapter six verses nine to ten that but those who are not financially ethical and crave to get rich with a compulsive, greedy, longing for wealth fall into temptation and a trap and into many foolish and harmful desire that plunge people into ruin and destruction, leading to personal misery. For the love of money. That is, greed and desire for it, and the willingness to gain it at any cost unethically is a root of all sorts of evil. And some, by longing for it, have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves through and through with many sorrows. Your love for money could be the reason for the problems that you are facing now. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. So, lastly, in summary, temptation is not from God. And lustful desires usually lead men into temptation and result in sin. So, to be tempted is not a sin. However, it is to yield to it that becomes a sin. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us in today's Sunday School. It is my prayer that the Lord will help you to overcome every temptation that comes your way in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening. My name is Jude Jonathan for the Christomatic Podcast. God bless you. Amen.